0: You're listening to Hot Mess the Success podcast, episode 25. Join Amanda today as she is rocking the mic solo. She gives an overview of all the different work-from-home business models that she has done over the past 13 years, and it is quite a list. But the best part is that she dives into what she believes are the three main foundational qualities that you must practice in order to kick ass in life and biz. Regardless of what industry or business model you choose to pursue. So turn up the volume, pour a cup of happy coffee, dust off your gratitude journal, and get ready to learn exactly what you need to do to level up. You're listening to the Hot Mess to Success podcast, where we firmly believe that you can make your dreams a reality no matter what life throws at you. Besties in biz, Amanda and Laura will encourage you to embrace your hot messes, own your message and empower you to kick ass in life and business. It's time to learn from the experts. Listen in on raw and real conversations. Hear hot tips and tricks that helped others overcome the challenges and struggles of being an entrepreneur. Are you ready to dig in, get a little dirty, do the work, and tackle your biggest hot messes so you can enjoy ultimate success? If so, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, mentors, coffee mug collectors, mother hustlers, and taco lovers, Amanda Belcazar and Laura Host. Do you want to make money online, but you don't know where to start? Do you feel overwhelmed with all the things, all the shiny objects, everything that's out there, everything that people are telling you to do? Listen, girl, same. I hear you, I was right there with you. But thankfully, I was introduced to some of the best marketing secrets on how to grow your business online. And that was a huge turning point for me. So because of that, I feel compelled to shout it from the rooftops. Okay, I won't really shout it, but it might sound like a broken record for a while. The good news is that you can get your hands on these secrets for free. Just pay shipping and handling. I mean it. Literally, get the underground playbook that will totally reframe how you look at doing business online. It was a turning point for me, and I know it will be for you too. Go to hotmess dot successcom slash book to claim your copy today. Hey, hey there, everybody. Welcome, welcome. So, This week, we have our solo episodes, and you get to hang with me, Amanda, for the next few minutes here. And I think it's so fun when Laura and I change it up a little bit and get the opportunity to, you know, talk to you guys, uh, coming just directly from our point of view on a topic that really we feel is either like, you know, relevant to what we have going on or just something that is, you know, really, really, you know, more unique to ourselves to be able to speak on. And so, you know, I was trying to think on what I wanted to share with you guys and I started to think back because, you know, the whole purpose is for us to be able to empower you to kick ass in life and business and i i wanted to look back at you know all the different things that i've done over the years i have been you know basically an entrepreneur since i was 24 years old probably a little bit before that but full time so you know there was there's been a lot of different things that i've done and so much of what i've done the different skill sets the different foundations everything you know, they really do layer on to each other. And so I wanted to get, you know, down to really figuring out and being able to communicate what I feel are incredibly important in order to have success, basically in general, right? I mean, I don't even, I'm not even saying that it has to be as an entrepreneur. Uh, This is just in life in general, but it would do you great justice if you are, you know, an, an entrepreneur as well. I feel like these things are absolutely imperative to help you minimize that entrepreneur roller coaster, uh, the crazy ups and downs. And again, whether it's an entrepreneur or in your life, you know, these are things that you can do. So before I get to those cliffhanger, <laughs> I want to share with you guys. Where I'm coming from, and kind of the different things that I've done over the years, and you know, are doing so. Gosh, when I very first started to be a full time entrepreneur, um, it's when I left my job as a loan officer right after college. I had just kind of fallen into that industry, was recruited uh, myself and my friend, and we had a great time in that industry. It was not during the boom. It was definitely after, but we did write those crazy loans where you didn't have to, you know, the the stated income and you really didn't have to prove anything. And it it was very, very interesting because when I got into the industry, I didn't even have a mortgage myself, right? And I didn't know that this was anything that was not normal. So, you know, just looking back, it just seems really, really crazy. If you guys know anything about those, we had like Things that we would we would call them like um, nanani no income no let's see na no income no assets no employment I think that's what it is <laughs> so basically what that meant was that you can get a mortgage based on just your credit score because they would look at your credit you had to have good credit. But, and actually, the credit wasn't you didn't have to have all that good credit, which was kind of odd as well. The regulations were just so, the guidelines, regulations were just so loose and so could you imagine I mean, really, like no income, you don't have to prove your income, you don't have to prove that you have any money in the bank, and you don't have to prove that you're employed, but hey, we're going to give you a house now. Do you guys see why <laughs> all of that craziness happened with the housing market? Ugh, yeah, moving on from that the very first thing that I did as, uh, again, being a full-time self-employed entrepreneur is that I started buying used books and selling them online. So when I found out that this was a thing and that you can actually generate a significant income from it, it wasn't too far-fetched for me because I had been, the the tail end of my uh, college years is when half.com started to become really popular. And that was the place where I had actually sold my college textbooks because, you know, the schools would give you $2 for the book and when they're going to turn around and sell it for, you know, $75, $80, $100. <laughs> and I was like, forget that. I can go and I can sell it and, and you know, sell it for 60 or whatever it was. So it, it made sense to me. I was like, okay, I understand that there's a, there's a market for that. And so I had one of my friend's boyfriends was doing that as a full business. And so I was like, hey, can you, you know, kind of tell me how you're doing that? And so it wasn't all that complicated. You know, I had some software that I would scan the books with. More people are, are, you know, familiar with this now that you can scan like the ISBN on the back of the book. And you now people can do it. They have like apps and stuff where you can do it on your phone. So. That's what I did. I had a scanner and I initially started to go to charity book sales, used book sales. There were, you know, thrift stores and garage sales, estate sales. And I was mainly focused on books, CDs, DVDs, that type of thing. And because I was, you know, learning, you know, the market and everything online, then I would go and, you know, kind of overlap and do some thrifting. So thrifting would be like, basically you're finding anything of value and flipping it online. There's some amazing people that have made incredible incomes just doing that alone. And so there's a, there's a guy out there. His name is Reezy Resells and he's been doing this for years. It seems as though we started in this space around the same time. And we've, we've had the opportunity to meet a couple times. It's been pretty cool you know, he says, if you're not flipping, you're slipping. And basically a lot of stuff of that he does now as well. Again, there's, there's multiple things he does, you know, books and he does some um, retail arbitrage and online arbitrage. I'll tell you more about that, but then also the thrifting. And yeah, that's just like, I mean, whether you're at a garage sale or you're at a thrift store and you find good quality items, a lot of times it's great when they have tags on them. And then you, you know, if, if you're privy to the market and you know that you can sell for a significant profit, taking into account all the fees that you have to spend because, or that you have to pay, because they are a lot, especially for us. We've really been focused on Amazon FBA, which is fulfillment by Amazon for, you know, the, the past 10 years, ever since it, it started pretty much, which means that when we get our items, no matter what it is, we actually bulk ship them into warehouses. And when the orders are placed, Amazon ships the item to people. So, you know, a lot of times people, when they go on Amazon, some people don't even realize, like if you have prime shipping, the reason why we do that is number one, then we don't have to ship these items every single day. But number two is to take advantage of the customers that want prime shipping. So... That's what we do. And that was a portion of, of what we did for quite some time as well. And so we've also done, let's see, like I said, retail arbitrage and online arbitrage. Basically, that is finding products. At this point, they're mostly new items. A lot of times it's at retail stores. Uh, you can find them on online websites, deal sites, all that kind of stuff. And you are basically looking for products that are selling at a deep discount that you can then believe you're going to be able to sell at a profit. So again, taking into account all of the fees that you're going to incur. I feel like that's one of the things that trip people up the most is that they look at something and they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, I can buy this for $5 and I can sell it online for 10. You know, that's great. It's not, it's horrible. And actually you're, more than likely, if you're actually doing, I guess, regardless if you're doing FBA or not, you're losing money. So anyways, if you guys are interested in you know, checking all of that stuff out, I would just encourage you to start looking into that. There's things like I Google. If you want to look at different things, you can Google Amazon FBA calculator and they'll pull up a form where you can populate an item and they'll then like, say you matched an item, say you found something and it was like a Sonicare toothbrush and you got the Sonicare toothbrush for super cheap. And you're like, oh, I wonder what I could sell it for on Amazon. Say you got it for 20 bucks and they're selling it for 59. And you're like, whoo, that's, you know, you think that's great. Well, go ahead and put that in the calculator because you'll be able to see at that point, how much profit you're really going to make after all of their fees. And I'm telling you to me I'm not I'm not trying to complain about it. I mean, this is we make a full-time income selling on Amazon and using Amazon FBA. I'm just saying you need to be conscientious of all of the fees because it is pretty expensive. And a lot of people not expensive in the sense of, you know, I mean, the reason we do it is so that we don't have lots of employees and we don't have to have regular people staff to ship these products out and again we're able to move a a much higher volume of items because we are utilizing their service so main thing though is just know your numbers being able to go through and calculate and make sure that it's gonna be worth it for you Um, and I mean the other thing is is if somebody does return that item you are out that money they could actually use the toothbrush and then they return it (laughs) So then, I mean, it's no good, right? Please don't resell that. Ew. Uh, So anyways, so there was that. There was the retail arbitrage and online arbitrage. And you guys, when I'm sharing this stuff with you, I think that these are great ways to generate income. These are all things, again, that we've had significant success in. We've generated significant income over the years. Both myself and John work full-time from home doing this stuff. And we've just, you know, moved to different business models based on how we wanted to run and grow our business and for the level of risk that we were interested in taking on. So I'll share with you again that, that progression. But after that, we did some wholesale stuff. We still do some wholesale, meaning that we purchased products in bulk at wholesale and then we sell them for a profit. And then we also do, uh, we've done some affiliate stuff, some, some affiliate marketing and, and made money doing that you know, referring different things, whether it be, you know, programs, coaching programs, things that we've actually, you know, use and love for the most part. That's kind of our, you know, standard that we go by, you know, stuff that we have experience with or, and that we know is awesome. Like you guys know, I've talked to you, you know, even in our different commercials that we share with you guys here, you know, sharing the, the one funnel away challenge, you know, that's, that's an affiliate program. So basically like we went through the one funnel away challenge, both Laura and I, and we absolutely loved it. And, um, the way that she even found out about it is because I was so excited to share with people just the amazing content that you get and the value that you get for that challenge. And so that was just something that was just a natural share. So anything that for me, Uh, you know, I find that I really enjoy and then I've, you know, gained value from or whatever it is. It's kind of like going to a movie and you're like, wow, this is a great movie. You know, what do you do? You go on social media and you tell people about it. So for me, that's just a, a natural thing. You know, I just make sure that I vet out whatever I have going on first and then I share it, you know? And so the other thing that we've done is Amazon Merch, which is print on demand And that just means, I mean, there can print on demand can mean a lot of different things in regards to the types of products that are produced. But for Amazon Merch, when we started, it was just t-shirts. So basically what you did is you were able to upload a design and you can still do this. Actually, we've talked about this before. You can upload a design and then you can have it listed on Amazon. So basically people see the mock-up of the shirt, and the design, and you set your price. And if people want to purchase that item, then Amazon will ship that item directly. They take care of everything. They ship that item in whatever size, color, whatever the person wants, and they give you a royalty. And the royalty is based off of, they have a base price that they take, obviously, for all of their, you know, Business expenses and and whatever they need and then whatever the difference is from your price and that base price you get that royalty how amazing is that like we were ecstatic when we found out about this and so we weren't you don't have to hold product you know it's it's just really incredible and then you know throughout the years at different moments in time I've been involved in a couple different you know network marketing um, multi-level marketing direct sales companies and I think that those are just an incredible way to also generate an income. And so which with each one of these, there are, we've, we've fortunately, you know, had significant success anytime we've taken, and we've had plenty of failures, don't get me wrong. Um, but each one of these different types of business models, we've had significant success with and. I do know that there are you know there's there's a few things that I believe are the foundation for that. Oh, you know what? I forgot obviously your last one. Now we really focus on the private label for e commerce, and we're really focused on building out brands and ultimately, what we would want to do is be able to you know sell these brands and exit the business and so that's kind of what we're working on now is being able to you know, go through and make these businesses successful, get them systematized and in a position to where somebody else would be interested in taking them over and continuing on with them. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Do you need a step-by-step guide and how to dominate the online marketing game? Do you think you have what it takes to rise up to the challenge? Of course you do, or else you wouldn't be listening to this kick-ass podcast. Laura and I mentioned the one funnel away challenge on our podcast pretty regularly. That's because you gotta give credit where credit is due. The idea for this project was created through that amazing 30 day crash course into high level marketing foundations and strategies. Oh, and it's only hundred dollars. It's pure insanity. I'm not kidding. This challenge was better than the marketing classes that I took in college. A new challenge is gonna start very soon So don't be left in the dust. Go to hotmastosuccess.com slash OFA to see all that is included. It's going to blow your mind. So that's what we've been working on and kind of been our focus right now. And again, that was something, you guys, I didn't, we didn't think or even have that on our radar a few years ago. So all of these different things, you know, that we've done have been things that, have again, compounded over time or built on kind of like the last thing that we've done. And, you know, I've seen so many people that are, you know, always will ask me now, like, because we have, we have a significant business, private label business. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, how, how did, how did you do that? Can you point me in the right direction? And absolutely. I, we have some incredible courses that we have used that have really helped attributed to our success. However, you know, it was awesome. I was talking with some of our friends um, in the marketing e-commerce space and they don't do exactly what we do, but we were talking about how we were very thankful and we've gotten so much value out of some of the uh, courses that we've taken, some of the Amazon courses. And they kind of shed a light on that. And they're like, well, you know, the main reason that we, you know, people will look at these courses and possibly not get what you got out of the the courses is because they don't have that foundation. And I think there's a couple aspects of foundation here. There's experience, experiential, is that a word? Experiential foundation. (laughs) Basically, meaning that You have experience and you've gone through a lot of different things and you've learned different lessons along the way. And for us, again, for the majority, we generate most of our income through Amazon. So that's really our space. And so we really understand Amazon very, very well. I mean, for the past 13 years full time, we've been selling with them. Again, we, we sell on other platforms as well, but I mean, that's been a huge focus. And so on the daily, we really get it. We really understand how to be able to move large volumes of products and which products are good to be able to sell on Amazon and which ones, you know, are going to have more of a long term lifespan and just all these different things that again, we've basically picked up a lot of that over the years. Now again the the courses that we've taken have really been able to help elevate, you know, our experience and so uh, you definitely have to have that combination. And I think a lot of people come in and they just want to get that knowledge. They just want somebody to tell them, you know, how to go from A to Z. And I think while that is fantastic and I think it's exactly what people need to do, you have got to put in the practical work. You've got to get that experience too, in order for it to really be, you know, impactful and for you to be able to succeed. And so, I mean, I'm really, you know, a lot of people get caught up in this, you know, study, 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 and just following everything, you know, step by step by step. And that's what people want, right? But this is the, especially in e-commerce, this is like the real world, you guys, that changes minute by minute. And if you don't understand how, I'm going to specifically discuss right now Amazon, because that's what we're saying. If you don't understand how Amazon changes minute by minute, day by day, you are going to get blown out of the water before you even get started. And I really feel that's what happened. I think people, people try and start with, you know, especially in private, I, I don't think, if you've not done anything in e-commerce, or or dealt with Amazon, whatever private label is not the way to go. My friends, like you need to bring in some of that practical experience to be able to apply it when you are going to be building out these products and investing this, you know, time, energy, money into launching the products and launching the brands. So that's kind of my PSA on that. And so what I want to do now that I shared all of the different things that we've done, you know, over the years is that I want to share with you guys what I believe are the three core foundations. And I say core I, I guarantee you I can come up with many, many others, but I, I really wanted to simplify it and and for me, try and think about what are the top things? What do I really believe people have got to have in order to succeed in owning a business online? Or, you know, I guess it doesn't necessarily need to be that. Like I'm, I'm speaking more so as coming from an entrepreneurial space. But again, this, this applies to pretty much everything in your life, guys. So I'm going to talk about one of the first things that I believe is discipline. And that is not a very fun word. <laughs> so, but it is absolutely imperative in order for you to have success in. Any area of your life, and here's the thing: is that if you don't have discipline, and maybe you have had some successes in your life, but you always revert back to whatever, I, and I'm talking about this big roller coaster, these huge ups and downs, right? That more than likely is a lack of discipline. Because if you are disciplined, if you're disciplined in your finances, if you're disciplined with your time, if you're disciplined with your nutrition and your fitness, and I mean, really, that's why you see a lot of incredibly successful people have and and happy. Let's, let's say both of those, because there are some successful people that I don't know. Um, well, I guess successful in in not my terms necessarily, um, but it, if you want to say financially, which that is, does definitely not cover the, the full spectrum of being successful. Um, but I'm just referring to people that really have it like, you know, you look at me like, wow, like they really have it all together, like genuinely, you know, they have... They have their stuff together with their family and, you know, their time. They don't look like they're going all crazy all the time and they have their health in check and all that. You guys, that's intentional. That kind of stuff takes discipline. I can tell you when John and I first started in our businesses, we, and now still, but again, we, this really isn't that big of a thing now, but before we didn't, we cut off cable. We cut off cable about 12 13 years ago, we have not had cable. So again, before there were any of the apps that you would use or whatever, we didn't have cable, which means that we pretty much didn't have anything. (laughs) And we did that intentionally because we wanted to make sure that we were disciplined with our time. We had a lot that we wanted to do. We had a lot that we wanted to accomplish. We had a lot that we wanted to learn. So that discipline went from us being able to find, you know, of of course you want to just sit back and watch TV. You know, of course you want to eat the junk and drink the junk and go out with your friends on the weekends and do this and that. But you guys, that is not the proper foundation in order to achieve really what you want to accomplish. And, you know, it's, it's really don't sacrifice what you want most like don't sacrifice what you want most for what you want right now. For me like that's the clear indication. And I'll give you a, a quick little you know, I'll give you the example after I get th- through three all three of these because they actually do apply to what I what I'm going to share. So the next thing that I believe is um, an imperative foundation is persistence. And that is something you know when I was sitting there talking about you know some people jumping into having a business and they don't really have any practical experience, they get tripped up when that practical experience hits them in the face. And they're like, oh gosh, this is, they didn't tell me this was going to happen in my A, B, C, D to Z, you know, step-by-step course that they were sharing with me. Well, you guys like that is part of the, the growing. That's part of the process. You have to embrace that. And you just need to know that it's coming. And you need to have the discipline to be persistent. And so that means when things get thrown your way, you don't even, you just, you you brush it off and you keep moving on. You know what? You might have to adjust a little bit. You might have to, you know, figure, figure some, some new things out, figure new strategies, do whatever, but be persistent never give up. And that's the, that is a huge piece of this. I mean, I see people that have gotten knocked down so many times. And I think that's one of the things Laura and I are so excited to be able to really bring some incredible guests back to you guys. Uh, we were talking about this. We've had, you know, a little bit of juggling when it comes to, um, you know, getting people to be able to like mesh with our, you know, our schedule and and stuff like that. Can you imagine three busy entrepreneurs, you know, trying to get, (laughs) trying to get that together. So, but we are so excited to do that because we know how important it is. We know how important it is for you guys to be able to hear these stories of when people got knocked down and they didn't anticipate, they didn't expect it. And it was hard. It was hard for them to get through, but they were persistent. And that is a huge core foundation to just the success that we've had. We just keep pushing on, keep going. You know, we've made mistakes. It sucks. It sucks when you make mistakes. I mean, you know what, you just want your success to go right, you know, up and to the right. Right. So and uh that's just not how it works. And it's, you know, it's a bummer. It it really is. But it's just, it's just part of the mix. Yeah. And and so the the more that you do that and the more that you get through it, the easier it gets. And so, again, that's number two is persistence. And the last one, this might be something that people wouldn't necessarily expect per se, but to me, it really is possibly the number one um, thing that I can attribute to I guess my healthy mindset and balanced emotional intelligence. I'm trying to think of, you know, exactly how to correlate this, but I've talked on this before too, and it's gratitude. And I feel like, you know, the reason why John and I work on our e-commerce business and the reason why Laura and I are working on different projects and our podcast, it's not just, if you want to call it, you know, it's not just financial success, right? Like we do this for many, many, many reasons and it is imperative to be able to achieve to me ultimate happiness. And I guess ultimate happiness, it's not something that I'm striving for. It's something that I do. It's something that I work to appreciate on a daily basis. And so that gratitude helps me stay there helps me stay in that state of appreciation and happiness and it's not just when the times are good you know there's so much that happens i can tell you it's 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 constant life is constantly coming at you and there's so many things that you can get down about or upset about or woe is me and that does no good whatsoever. You know what does is taking a step back daily in the morning and in the evening and being thankful. And you can do this. It doesn't matter. You know, it, it. you can do this with any aspect, anything that you're going through. For example, what I wanted to tell you guys earlier when I was talking about how I use some of these foundational principles or whatever you want to say is that. I had decided that I was going to go to boxing. My mom and I went to boxing this morning and we're going to go and the class started at 5.30 a.m. So, which means meant that I had to get up at 4.45 a.m. So number one uh, that took discipline, right? It took discipline to make the decision. And truly once I make the decision, it's, it's done. So I just knew as soon as I was decided that we were going, it was done. I was getting my butt up at 4.45, no matter what, okay? That was, that was the discipline that, that I implemented. And then, but here's a funny thing, is I actually woke up at 4.17 a.m. because I looked at my, uh, I looked at my phone. So I was like, oh my gosh, what time is it? If I, am I gonna have to get up in two minutes? Because I kind of feel like I might have to get up. Um, and it was 4.17 a.m., And of course I wanted to sleep more. I didn't go to bed super early last night. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get up in, you know, 30 minutes and go do this boxing class. And initially that was my thought process. And I'm telling you, I don't even know how, like I, I work on this regularly and truth. This is a hundred percent true. I just somehow my head snapped and I said, you know what? And I, I thank God. I said, you know what? I'm so thankful that I am, healthy enough that i have the opportunity to get up and go and work out and i i said that and i was like you know what and i said that at the 4:17 a.m. cuz that was my initial thought of dread so then think about this of course i fell back asleep but when i because i had said that and i and i was truly thankful when i wake woke up at 4:45 a.m. i was in that same state of mind And that's what you have to do. That's what you have to, that's why I said, do your gratitudes in the evening. You know, a lot of, I like to do it before I go to bed. And again, because it's, you know, on my mind. So when I wake up, it's still on my mind and it's just, it just, it just changes so much. So gratitude truly for any little thing, there's so much to be grateful for. And I don't want to get into any of the really serious stuff, you know, and and, because everybody has to work through different things in life but again you have to realize that 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 is part of it that's that's also part of the journey like in life in general it can be part of your entrepreneurial journey when something happens and you get knocked down and that's the same thing that you can apply to like in the morning like getting up early is that I mean people can't even get up early for their job and they have a time that they need to be there you know if you want to be able to get you know, have to be working from home full-time, you have got to have that discipline to get your butt up because nobody else is going to tell you except for the bill collectors that are going to be calling you if you're not making money from home, right? So nobody else is going to tell you to do that. You don't have a boss. You don't have somebody to report to. So you need to figure out that discipline. And so those, again, those those are the three things that I wanted to share with you guys. And I really do believe that those... Again, we could we could probably talk all day and name some other things off, but I think that they are so, so imperative and just really solid of the, you know, foundational core to what we've been able to um utilize and a- achieve success in, in all these different areas from working from home. So I hope that helps, you know, some of you guys. And to me, I think that it's it's relatively it's easy to do, it's easy not to do, right? Like it, and, and that's where you really need to figure out how to get yourself in gear. And I'm going to leave you guys with this. I'm sitting here kind of on a little bit of a soapbox with this discipline and this persistence and this gratitude and I slip up. Okay. So don't let me, I mean, I'm talking to you about this boxing because I made the decision and, and I'm going whatever, you know, I hadn't, I had been traveling a lot and I did not make that a priority. I wasn't disciplined enough with my fitness to be consistent with it over the past couple of months and sure like I was traveling whatever but really that's just an excuse that was lack of discipline you know on my part and so now I'm, I'm thankful that I have the opportunity and I'm able to recognize that and say you know what I want to I want to get back into it I, I need to do that I think it's really really important so I am intentionally infusing that discipline back into my life but like I said this is not something that is just a constant. I am not a freaking whiz at this stuff. I just work really really hard to practice that. You know, it's the same when it comes to like our nutrition or whatever. You know, we if you guys, you know, follow myself or or my husband, we just did our second extended fast, which is a, a minimum of 72 hours. It usually ends up being a little over 80 because by the time we get to our 72 hours, it's like nighttime and we're like forget it, let's just go and Again, that's, that's a whole nother discussion for another episode. But you know, the reason we do that is that if you, if you look up that like extended fasting or 72 hour fast, uh, you can see there's incredible health benefits, like proven health benefits, um, to that. So that takes some freaking discipline, <laughs> right? For you to literally not eat. People are like, Oh, what do you have? Like, what can you have? And I was like, well, water and black coffee. I have a cup of black coffee, uh, you know, and then just water the rest of the time. And so definitely not easy. But those types of things, again, are things that are imperative if you want to have, you know, optimal health, if you want to have optimal success in your business. Um, there's that that discipline's important. So alrighty guys, I'm going to leave you with that. I hope that you guys are having an awesome week. And I hope you guys enjoy these solo shows. We will be back together next week and um, working on having a incredible guest for you. So real quick, I want to leave you guys, if you guys wanna check out the show notes and you wanna see where, you know, you can get all any of the the little details and, and snippets by that, you guys can go to hotmesstosuccess.com slash foundation. Let's do that. Cause these are, that's what, that's what I'm talking about here. These are kind of the, the foundation to optimize your life, your business, your health, all that kind of stuff. So hot mess to slash foundation. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me and we will see you again soon. Hey friends, thanks for listening today. Always remember, you are not alone. You are highly favored and greatly blessed and you have everything inside of you to kick ass in life and business. Now it's time to take action and own it.